wait a minute. This is funny. I gotta record this for my podcast. Like, double, double dipping. One on one. So I'm just saying, guys. <laughs> if I take a huge block and it fills up my chip to right here, right. There's no point in even eating the chip. I, you could have just gave me a spoon and I could have just yeah. dug through the sauce myself. <laughs> See, so the the thing about it is double dipping is is just for the right amount. And right. also for the taste, but I think it's for more so for the fighter for the right amount. Because <laughs> nobody wants too much of, unless you do. Right. You want the right amount for that first bite, you said? Right. right. You want, <laughs> so you don't want the whole bowl for your first bite just so you can skip double dipping. Like, you don't want that. You really don't. That's true. That's I so don't funny. want that whole bowl. I don't want. <laughs> the, the I don't want the. I don't want the dip to be right here. Right. Just so I can fulfill y'all standards of double dipping. You okay, can't do not want that. I'd okay. rather just eat the chip. So, so the funny part is, I can definitely understand what you're saying, but then you have the other side of the coin, because for most people, double dipping is about the fact that you do this. So you get, like you say, you go with your theory where that's all I want for that bite, right? I just, cause I want I want balance in my life. <laughs> so I take this first bite. But the thing now is if I go back, <laughs> this edge right here has touched my mouth. <laughs> so people are like, and this is even be, before, like, I, like our world now. People are like, when you go back to double dip again, should you be able to double dip? But the fact that you might have a little saliva on your chin. No. Or is it no. not that bad? No. Now you're not sitting here swirling your chin. <laughs> Say, yeah, I'm going to ruin this for everybody. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> No, I really don't think nobody's doing that. Sitting there spreading their chip around the whole thing. Right. Waiting. Like, yeah, I'm about to ruin this for everybody. Right. But you can't help the fact that when you just take a bite, it might not. Naturally, saliva is going to get on your food. So that means if you go back, you could be transferring something. Whereas, though, the first time, you just one dip, your hand's not touching it, it's only your chip. So it's. And then especially now, like people are, are really going to be like, they will have no double dipping side <laughs> at the table. <laughs> they will have no double dipping signs at the table. If your chip don't have a mask, you cannot pass. I'm about to say, they're going to, uh, they're going to start throwing people out of the store for like double dipping. No. Oh my goodness. So, um, so. But I think double dipping should be fine because I, I, I agree with you. I want the balance. I want, sometimes some things are so big, you want to balance it out. But then I think about it. So now what I do is just, I don't know. I kind of. I refuse to grab a whole glob and then right. not taste my chip, not taste the balance of the two together. <laughs> not, not taste my initiative. You I are, refuse. You are definitely. I refuse to do that. Right. So what I do is, I don't know, I just dip it at once. And then just suffer the plain chip. <laughs> <laughs> I just suffer the plain chip the next time. <laughs> or, or. That's so funny because I, I think about that too. Or, you know. Let me show you my balance. Look, this is my balance. I try to balance it out by getting. All right, so this is how much I would get for that first bite. Mm -hmm. 
And then what I do is just get a little bit more than that. That was I'm so serious. This is my science for how to like satisfy. Now, I will beat And then system. now, that takes you the whole trip. Oh, oh my, my, my taste buds are taste the right amount of balance. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, just enough guac, just enough chip. Right, I was. Two experiences in one. <laughs> now, what will ruin um, your whole thing is if your chip doesn't have the right enough balance for a chip. Because you know, there's a you know, it, it's like the same with fries. Right. If That's your fries true. don't have enough salt and you right. dip them in the thing, it's just potato at that point. It's potato with a mixture of salt, I mean, a mixture of a sauce. <laughs> so, like, these chips, you see that little grain, you see right. the grains of salt sprinkled right. on the side, dusted <laughs> for the horizon to see. You, you see it, just, just. The, the sprinkle, <laughs> okay, and they and you, you know they the right. They do a really good job sprinkling their chips. Right, they do. Like you said, these chips are real good. But like, it's like I, I feel for the double dip, the double dip debate, because to be honest, to me, double dipping is 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 a must, or at least it it's what gives me the greatest experience of dipping but yeah a lot of times i just have to accept like this see this right here is ridiculous this should What's be that? whoever made this <laughs> it should go straight to jail because <laughs> because you will be tempted there's no way you could dip one time and have a satisfying like you i don't know why you found that oh that one too so what you have to do with this is just you have to break it all the way down to dip size <laughs> no i wouldn't but the so thing like about this, this is when it comes a lot of crumbs. See this right here? Mm. See, I, I would just do this. If I was eating with other people, I would do that. Now, it's the same as what I was getting ready to do, except for this is this is still too big. But this is number one. And two. <laughs> this is Mindful Dipping 101. <laughs> Mindfulness dipping. <laughs> My goodness. Wow. Well, I see it has three cameras. Oh. Not them trying to be like iPhone. I was going to say it reminds me of iPhone. Mm. Mm. Wow. What do you think about the three cameras? Do you think it made, so it made a difference? Do you think it's extra? I know the camera quality is great though. Right. But then again, like out of the three cameras, all of them could not be focusing at the same time. Like there has to be one camera that's right. like basically your center camera type thing. Right. Um, I didn't realize you had a whole drink in there. Oh, that's your little cinnamon thing, uh -huh. I think. But Anyways, yeah. I don't know, it's an extra. But what was I about to say? Oh, I just suffered. Um, um, not enough dip on my chip. I didn't, I suffered that. Not, not too much dip on your chip. I suffered not enough dip on my chip. Because that chip was like the double stacked little chip. Right. I wasn't like yours, because uh, yours was having problems. 
yours was like pregnant in the front. <laughs> but mine was. Mine just had a little baby back. So, um. <laughs> I didn't realize you were like. I thought. Yeah, you are still recording our podcast. Like, for your podcast. So. Um. I didn't realize. Oh that. I did not have enough. Enough dip for your chip. So. And then it is disappointing though. When and you that chip almost mouth. murdered my mouth just now. Like their chips—that is one thing. Like their chips are sharp for real. But maybe it's just thick. But I should turn around. I think it's oh, like wow. yes. I, I don't even know how, but surprisingly, you did. <laughs> it's just like the little thick. It must be whatever something's like. You have it must be like sour cream or something. Oh, wow. Not too much. It was just like a little speck, but they got on like two your lot. Okay. Thank you. Aside from your sour food incident. So, that is the So, um, I was to say something. Oh, oh, okay. It wasn't really, it's kind of related to ourselves, but like it has to do with food and eating. So, definitely, I know it's difficult to eat with a beard. So, <laughs> how is it, how is your experiences? Eating with a beard. That's funny because um, I don't really get I don't really get too much part of my beard as, as far as food. So I haven't really had it. I have like an issue. Um, the only thing that happens with my beard which doesn't have to do with food is like my locks sometimes will get like caught like right in my beard, right? Like that, yeah, and it'll be stuck there. And what's funny is I've had several like videos that I've done. Where I'm like recording and I don't realize that my lock was literally like that on my beard the whole time. And I look back at the video like, oh. And I'm just looking like, is it gonna fall? Please fall, fall now. Like, I moved to the left, like, let go. Like, look at this guy. Look at this guy. And then, like, it's just sitting there. But, um, but yeah, I don't really, as far as eating, I don't really have uh, anything that gets in the way because my beard is not that long. Now, I can imagine. Other people with longer beards probably have like issues with airing their food and stuff like that. There was a, like one more thing I had, but yeah. But this is not it. But this is another thing. Do you ever get embarrassed when somebody tells you like you have food on your mouth or something like that, and like you weren't like acknowledged of it? So, but like, if it just be yeah. the smallest little dot, but like I'd be like, wow. Like, that's embarrassing now because <laughs> I, I didn't get said. it. Right. Well, it depends on who tells me. Like, if some yeah. other person I don't know tells me, I'll be like, thank you. Yeah. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where, right, right, right. <laughs> the public humiliation, <laughs> humiliation. I can never go out in public. I have to stay in the shadows now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the only thing that helps me is knowing that. The same thing happened, yeah, and the same thing happened to that person at some point too. So you just wait. So we just, we just all, we all, we all experience the same things. I'm like, they're not exempt from it either. So you told me, you flip the scenario like, oh, and then and be like, you had this too, right? Then go on today. I just, it I makes, it done. makes me that know that, that I'm not alone. They can relate. It's more so like I rely, I right. know that they can relate. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something That's really. Funny. I'm gonna tell you something like. <laughs> what you about to tell evil? 
bro, this is just, this is one of those, like, uh, it's a, it's a pretty crazy joke, but at the same time, it makes sense, it's just that I have to use something nasty in order to say it, something gross, okay, <laughs> so, I heard somebody say this one time, he said, they, they would look at certain, there was a guy, he said he would look at certain girls, and certain girls he would be like, very shy, he'd like them, but he'd be very, very shy. And you know how I could do that, way. like some people, you could see, and they don't make you shy, and other people, you could really like to make you shy. He said, so the thing that helped him was remembering that, <laughs> that this girl he was shy about, he said, remember that she has had diarrhea, too. <laughs> Look, and the only reason why that made sense is because basically what he was saying in that show is that she's a human being, too. So even though... He can be shy, but like she's human. She's she's human, just like him. So she's not somebody to be afraid of. Oh my god! Wait, I <laughs> you told me this was okay. Oh, that's all about that. Real, I know, real, like, but he just but said like, like she's not game. some queen, like somebody to be afraid of. Like she's a regular person, and you like. So anyway, yeah, I was like. So that. you, I you told me this um, before. <laughs> I was, I was, I think I was like um, offended by this with somebody else okay. that were like look over, look um, at somebody like greater than I am, and um, you said greater, like um, better than I am, okay. or like maybe prettier, talk more popular, whatever. Or like somebody was being mean or something like that, um, and you were like. And Aria, they act like their poop don't stink. There, <laughs> there you go. That's the thing. There you go. There you go. When somebody thinks they're better than you, they act like their yeah, mouth doesn't stink. Oh my god. That's it. When you think about that, when you're like, yeah, like, so then you start seeing people like, even though you walk like that and you act like you're all that, the truth of the matter is, you know better than me. Like you, you breathe the same air I breathe. You breathe the same blood I breathe. You gotta poop just like I do. You, <laughs> you make mistakes. You, um, you know, you do things that are silly or not right. You know, you make mistakes. Like it just, it really humanizes a person. And not to downplay them and degrade them. It's just to say, like, yeah, look, we're all just trying to be the best that we can and like everybody has good things about them and we have our weaknesses we have our you know our flaws and our things. to me i look at us as i i just accept us as like that's who we are <clears throat> you know mm -hmm. now, that's, beautiful. <laughs> that was like something that literally that's that's, gonna, is stuck with me. That is. For sure. Right. I, when, it first, when I first heard it, it stuck with me too. Because I was like, oh yeah. Then I took anybody who I looked at as better than me. And I was like, they're not better than me. They might act like that. But I don't need to be 
cool. Nobody's better than anybody else. We're just all trying to. Now, I seriously had a whole video that I was, oops, that I was like waiting to show you. And I was like, it's this dude. And he was like talking about the meaning of life, but it was just the best sequence of a uh, uh, whole circle that you could ever, like, that I heard in a while. I was like, wow. <laughs> He literally just like blew my mind. I was like, the meaning of life is so blank. I could be like, the meaning of life is like, and then I could be like, life is like, there you go. That's right. the meaning of life is to live so you die, basically, and do anything in between that you aspire, whatever. That you aspire to but do. It's like, but see, the meaning of life to me is like my morals, like happiness, and all that stuff and stuff like that. But then again, like that's the meaning of life. You just the meaning of life is meaningless. Or it's definitionless. It can't be defined. Yeah. It's defined by oneself. That's it. That's really it. It's like. I sound very uh, nice right there. Yeah. <laughs> sound like a philosopher. You it's know. It's like this dude talking about perception. Well, That's what it is. So let me. So let me tell you this, right? So. Um, I have a saying where I say. Um, you define your purpose. It isn't predetermined. You define your purpose. It isn't predetermined. So, you know, many people believe that they have a predetermined purpose. And here's the thing. Like, sometimes that is what gives people motivation to do things. And they work out. But then there are other times when it makes a person feel like they have to be something that they struggle with because they don't want to be. But they feel like they have to be. You know what I mean? So, um, but the way that I look at things is like, I don't look at things as having meaning within themselves. I look at us as being the ones that defines the meaning based on what helps us to cope with life and, and what we believe based on like the environment we grew up in or like what we follow and believe and accept because of the benefits that it will get the, get us, you know. Um, so it's one of those things where, for many people, life being meaningless in itself is like, you know, it's a tough thing for us to deal with. And it's true, it's understandable. But at the same time, in the same way that it's tough for us to deal with, is also empowering if your mind is in the right place it really just depends on where your mind is you know you could look at every moment as like i put it to you like this right now you and i could be in this moment and we could say wow isn't it so sad that we're gonna die one day like sorry you know, that's kind of thing because that's know, like you could say that on daily now like it's but, called um what's it called night Annihilus. i forgot the the term for it, but well, well yeah, that's kind of yes yeah. Way. So, yeah, existentialism is talking about you know the idea of life and death. Yeah, so hundred <clears throat> percent. But it's basically like if we wanted to, there's really two ways we could experience this moment. We could either say, Aria, what's the point? Because we're gonna die anyway, 
So, like, what's the point in doing any of this? What's the point in eating? What's the point in sitting here? Like, we're going to die one day. Or we can say, because that's the inevitable, let's enjoy this moment. Like, let's, let's have jokes. Let's have games. Let's make time and spend time together. When I said to you a few minutes ago, I was just like, I love you, Ari. It was just because I was having a moment where I was like, I, I, I want to make the most out of every moment. So show as much love as I can, you know, be as kind as I can, have as many laughs as I can, you know. And, and what you find a lot of times is that if, when you focus on that, that's when life is good. That's when you experience good life. When you don't, that's when you have a complete opposite experience. And we go through our ups and downs, but that's why it's so important to try to focus on being as positive as possible. Because otherwise, then you go about your life, you miss those moments of being able to experience happiness. And then before you know it, it's over with. And you don't have a good quality of life, you know? Like, I really want to get to the point where it's just possible. It might not be possible because it's just natural, but I want to get to the point where I don't even, I'm having so much of a good experience and fun that I don't even really think about death until death. Like, really, until, like, I just, I feel my whole experience with just all just good times, good times, good times, helping the world, laughing, you know, raising children and helping people, you know. So, yeah, it's one of those things for many people, well, not even just for many people, it could be discouraging or it could be the very thing that makes you say, I'm not going to take any moment for granted. I'm going to make the most out of every moment. I think I really like, um, okay, this quote, the way I have to explain it, I got to look at it because I wrote it down. It's like literally in my bio. Oh, nice. So I have to explain it to you, but it goes along with what you said. So the quote that's like in my bio is, um, as time goes by, the past is shadowed over so, wow, as time goes by, the, the past, past is shadowed, shadowed over it. Over it. Wow. Not over, not, just, not over. over it, but over. Over. As so, time goes by, the past is shadowed over. That's beautiful. So, that's like, that. that's me. Yeah. So, first you have to explain to somebody what it is. As your shadow, like, eventually your shadow does go away. So that's like your past events. They'll go away eventually. So, like, when people will be like, oh, well, and... In the past, I did this person wrong, this person, like, you know, that's, it is helpful to reflect, but yeah. too much reflecting, like, leaves you down, honestly, yeah. because you, if you reflect too deeply, you start reflecting on every little detail, like, even though you know you're yeah. human, you make mistakes, this, that, third, you really reflect too deep, you're you know what we call that? yourself. You know what we call that? We call it uh, rumination. It's like, and it's funny you saying this, because this is something I had to remind myself of, like, about a year ago. And I've been doing really well with it. When you're a very self-reflecting person or empathetic person, then you have the tendency to think things over and over and over. But the problem is with some things, that's fine. With other things, like it, it really hurts your emotions. So they say that when you, when you cross that line where it's hurting you, that's when it's called rumination. And then before that, when it's not, when it's healthy, it's just self-reflection. So yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying. And there's like, um, so like as your past is shadowed over and stuff, yeah. like um, your shadow 
like I watched this show called Teen Wolf and they have a lot of great like great great quotes or and stuff like like stuff about um just I don't know riddle stuff yeah. like um this one quote is like so true actually mm-hmm. um I love the I fact that I, I love the fact how how much you're into things that's very similar to what I'm into it's pretty cool it's like my favorite quote thing well yeah. it's not not per se my favorite quote cause yeah it's just it's a quote that really makes sense like it allows people to reflect on that quote yeah. so it's from my favorite character from that show which is Style Stolinski okay and that's like the weirdest name his name is really Michi <laughs> Slum Stolinski or something like that yeah I know it's Michi something Stolinski but they call him Styles for sure, whatever. Okay. Um, so they um, Styles's character is like this goofy, really sarcastic, quirky person. Okay. But like he's funny. Like you know, sometimes people sarcasm and be like, "Come on, dude, you don't have to be sarcastic." But like it's yeah. really funny. Yeah, his is funny. Yeah. As if you're not being in the place of the person he's being sarcastic with. Like right. you're just on the outside. Like are you serious? <laughs> so yeah. the quote is. One time's an incident, two times a coincidence, and three times a pattern. Ah, one time an incident, two times a coincidence, three times a pattern. So, like, um, so because the show is about supernatural and all that stuff, and it's about these wolves and everything, and every season it's like a new prop or whatever. So, like, and his father's the deputy, so he already has that, like, knowing of the, how to analyze situations because he's so used to being on his dad. So, the one time's an incident, two times a coincidence, three times a pattern. It worked when they were trying to solve this, like, big mystery. But they had to, like, put together the pieces. So, it was, like, one time when this person gone missing, that was, like, an incident. The two times, the other person, you found them, but they were dead. But the three times, then it came back to, like, a moral of something. That's the pattern or repetition or whatever so like so yeah I love I love that I love stuff like that I like mystery stuff like that and stuff that's why I really want to go to Target and get um, this unsolved thing like like murder mystery kind of murder mystery thing but I don't know like even though it's a game like it really tests how deep you look at stuff right and stuff like that and I love seeing like how people think of things like I'd be like right. wow like you thought of this and I didn't even think about that but like the way you the way you thought of it, they did not have to be allowed with their pipe those are the same people that bust their pipe thing out in the middle of nowhere running it like that you have a fascination uh, for psychology like I do like you I didn't realize it until like recently a lot of the things that I'm into they have to deal with it's the same things you're talking about, like how we think about things, how we behave, or what makes us tip, what makes us have preferences. So, and I think that's really great because you you already are like, even based um, off of your character, like you you do analyze stuff like for what, not just um, I forgot what that we learned about this in language arts. 
either the critical approach and a bibliographic approach. Something like that. Bibliographic approach. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that approach. Yeah. And you look at things like that. Like, we were researching about Justin Timberlake and about why he wrote this song, but first okay. we just were using critical. <laughs> that that's was a funny. chair. <laughs> that was a chair. That's <laughs> It sounds like a chill or a person. Right, really like the car. had a lot of beans. Like, like, it was so perfect. Car, right. But that was literally just a chair just scooting back. <laughs> that was like... <laughs> so, um, so we were learning about that, yeah. And um, it was just like... the um, we were analyzing first just the lyrics of the song for what it is and i already i when i look at anything um for what it is i think about everything i think about because i'm i just emotionally connect in a lot of things because that just goes with me being an em- like i learned to tell i can tell people that they're an empath now or that they're not an empath or i can tell them like stuff like that like now I, i'm still not specifically able to tell people what kind of conversationalist they are yeah. but i mean all i gotta do is rewatch the video and then like keep doing that but definitely like i can just judge people for what they are in the moment to me and stuff like that yeah. like um like noah he he can't really start conversations and he can't continue a conversation but if if he can then He's you, present, right? He's yeah, ready. but like, it's not like he's not listening. It's just like right. he just—I don't know. It just might be hard for him to start conversations yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and like, mommy, like I—I just walk in there randomly and tell right. them a joke, and then they'll keep talking with me. Like, right. sometimes I wish I could do that with Noah, but like then again, you just work around somebody's personality, anyways, because yeah. you know you just work around people's personality. Right. You're cool with them and stuff, yeah. Right. So. <laughs> But you, like, you somehow, you, and, like, people, like, like, just now, how I just did, <laughs> and, like, um, sometimes I can't stay on one conversation, but, like, it's not like I can't stay engaged with a conversation, like, if we were talking about animals, I could stay engaged, keep talking about animals, but sometimes, um, I, I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing, but yeah. sometimes, like, if we're talking about animals, I could be like, um, if we're talking about how animals have a certain amount of legs, I could be like, oh, well, I wonder how people with wheelchairs, like, deal with, like, like I could just... Right. I don't know but, you think of something. Yes, there is a connection, but then people would be like, <laughs> we weren't even talking about humans, Arya, like, or, or disabled right. people, anybody, like, yeah. we were talking about animals, and then I just be like, oh, and yeah. then I try and, like, convert back, but... You have I mean, a curious mind like I do. I have a curious mind too. I don't think about things on just the surface level. Like my mind goes to other places and starts to make connections or think of other things. You have a vivid imagination too. I, mean, I, that's, I guess I think our conversations thrive so well. Like, and we can continue conversations for a long time. Right. And like, that's true. And like, we could literally just sit and talk for an hour. <laughs> right. like, I probably, I wouldn't even get bored. Like, right. I wouldn't get bored and like, <laughs> or anything like that. Like you're like a person who right. could take me off my phone, and right, people right. that can take you off your phone <laughs> are they gotta be special. Like because especially, especially now, like the people that could, the people that can take you off your phone 
they mean a lot. Like, or their 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 personality is just something you definitely connect with, yeah. with anything. Like, yeah. the fact that like I could be off my phone for hours. Like, uh-huh. you could leave my phone upstairs to charge right. in forever. We could just entertain each other. In yeah. Right. Yeah. But like, as to well, I could do that with Noah too, because like I don't know, because yeah, I'm goofy a, and sometimes yeah. he just like. He just picks up like, right. oh, oh, we're jumping around now. Right, Let's go, right, right, jump right, around right, now. Right, right. So it's just like because that's just my personality. But sometimes um, yeah, get your personality. I wouldn't. And you get his personality. It works together. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm like glued to my phone. But then again, we all glued to our phone in some way. Somewhere, like, yeah. and I hate when people be like, but you spend like forever on your phone. But, but like. What if I'm spending forever on my phone learning something? Right. Yeah. Like, you'll never productive. know. Like, right. and people be like, TikTok is just a bunch of videos, inappropriate music, and all that stuff. But like, people, businesses are thriving off there. Like, and that dude was making a valid point. And like, TikToks really spring conversations. Like, you'll send somebody a TikTok, and it'll be something so random. Like, yeah. um, whatever that day was when I was trying to get all of y'all to do the the hand foot thing with your left or right whatever I was sending you know? and like me and you were having a full conversation about it like how the left side and the right side of our brain cannot collide at the same time so there's different parts of our brain that function for that side so it all works together essentially but just not right at the same time right and I was just like well well yeah so I could just yeah. you're gonna you're gonna actually um so when we get back in the car, I'm going to show you what I'm studying now. It's something called um, attachment theory. And it's basically like the, the science of what we expect out of the relationships that we have with other people, right? Whether they're our caretakers, whether they're our friends or associates, or whether there's someone that we're with in an intimate relationship what we expect out of them based on the attachment style that we develop from how we were raised. So basically, in, in essence, as children, we all have natural attachments when we come here. Like, like you have a natural disposition to be attached to your caretaker or to people around you that can caretake um, whether it's your parents or somebody else picks up. But you're looking for that. Because as a kid, you know, in order for you to survive, you need someone else to take care of you. So I used to always talk about this thing called the baby cry syndrome. And all I was saying was, a baby only has one thing and to get your attention to be fed, to feel like they're safe, to be changed or helped, or to... Yeah, or they're hot or cold, like something. They only have one thing they can do. One signal. It's like a car horn. It's just one sound. So, that's what we do to communicate until we can communicate further. Um, And based on what happens when we have those cries for all those needs, that starts to determine what kind of person we'll be. Because... When you give a, a, an infant certain things, then you grow certain things. When you don't give it, then you grow other things that might not be healthy or they don't. They have places where there's voids. 
So, essentially, yeah, it's just based on that. You you come in here where you are already predisposed to be attached to someone, and then based on how that goes, it tells exactly what kind of person you're going to be, and what your and what your as they say your attachment style. Now, the meaning of that is, or the, or the reason why an attachment an attachment style is anything is because it shows like how you feel about yourself, how you feel about other people, what's your relationships like, whether you're awkward or not, or whether you're traumatized and, and, and like try to take charge of people or dismiss people, like it shows a lot. So when we're driving, let me see if I can find like a short video that just explains it, because I think you'll find it really interesting. I mean, I knew about these, I knew about these things, but I didn't know them by name. But it really does describe like everybody that I know and their tendencies, how they deal with success, whether they have a, a good self-esteem or not, whether they have a feeling of good sense of worth, whether they can look at other people and see them as uh, not as competition. There's a lot of things. So anyway, I'll show you. I just like, like your point about babies and like how they only have one sound like yeah. that's actually like people be like oh my gosh I wish I was a baby like um their life is so simple like now that I think about it babies are like literally the most confusing thing because you're saying they're, they only have one sound for something so like you like that's why I, I feel so bad sometimes when I forget like that Jojo that cannot change himself so like I'll be like oh you're you're tired and like and I'm like oh you're probably sleep, sleepy or something and I'd be like, oh my gosh, he's, he can't change himself. So I'm just sitting there like the whole time. And all he was asking for is to be changed or something. And I'm like, you're moody because you want to be you want to use bathroom. You're moody because you want food or something like that. And then Jordan would be yelling at me like, why didn't you give him a bottle? And I'd be like, because I sat here the whole time thinking he wanted to get his diaper changed. Yeah, because yeah, you can't know. Like, you had to figure it out one thing at a time. Yeah. But I'm yeah. Like, what? I'm like... What are you talking about? I was sitting here. I changed his diaper and he's so crying. And he, then he'd be like, did you feed him? And I'm like, no, I didn't think about that. <laughs> and I like, oh my gosh. Babies are the most misunderstood confusing right. thing. <laughs> and I like wonder, like, because none of us really remember, like, what it's like to be a baby. Like, you just know you are a baby. And then you know you have vivid memories of when you were a child. But like, the months you was one month, two months, seven months, you do not run under that. And if you do, you need to get it together. You may have video that may click your memory like, oh, I feel like I probably did that or a couple times. Or like, oh, I really did that. But the fact, like, people be like, when I was like six months, I did this or other. Like, what are you talking about? Well, it's funny because... There's, it's interesting though because at certain times there are certain memories that you have that weirdly you remember something at a certain age where you might not remember anything else about it but a lot of times that's tied to like what kind of experience it was and how it affected you right like that experience I told you when I thought I saw that ghost like that was that was such a significant experience that like I don't remember anything else about that time period of my life right offhand, but that story, 
I remember. Or like, yeah, or like something like, say like on a complete opposite side, like when I was like, say, uh, seven or eight, six, between six and eight, I guess. And when my uncle told me that if I, like I was like talking to him in school. I'm so glad. Yeah. Your like count is literally at nine right now. My what? How many My times like you count? said like? Oh, I said nine. I times. love counting that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's perfect. I like that. That's and then hilarious. like you back to back to just now, so it was like just nine. <laughs> that's hilarious. You were saying when your uncle told you something. I love doing that to people. I'm like, wow. I know I'd be like 14. Because <laughs> they'd be like, when like, it like. Well, like where, where? So then, 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 like. So you know how like when you like, and I'm just sitting there like, that is so funny. <laughs> but I think it's very natural yeah. for everybody to do that. Everybody has that one word they say a lot. Right. Whether it's the like, mommy's thing is she says um, and it's when she's trying to explain like her book stuff. She'll be like, and then and then uh, or. Um, and she does not know that she does it, but she's really been doing well not doing it because I'd be like, my five, like, you did it again. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny you said that. I think about that kind of stuff too. Like, I have a friend who, who every time she, if she's telling another conversation between two, between her and another person, she would say, and she was like, every statement she said for the person. Wait, and she and was like... she was like, so say... Describing herself or no, like her conversation with another person to another person? She was describing what the other person was saying to her. So, and, and Aria was like, and, or, and Aria said, that's, that's a better one. And, and she said, so she'll say that between like every sentence. So, <laughs> and then not even just every sentence, but in the midst of everything. So she'll say, and she said, and she said, you know, you don't, you shouldn't get that job. And she said, you know, that you should just stay at the job that you have because it's better. And she was like, you know, she didn't want to see me like this. You know, and she said that you- I, I do that as well, I do that as well. Wow, that is so neat. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Can I you have... just take one of those? And just keep going with the rest of the sentence. She was. She said, she said and she, "I don't want you to have this job." And da, 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 right. and I was shocked. And then she said, <laughs> "Like that was that would be a yeah, better you have to cause." Use a different transition. Like, but she just. And she saying, was like, da, 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 da. She was like, "The color blue is ugly." And she was like, right. da, 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 da. And I was surprised. And then she was like, da, da, da. <laughs> right. I do that. I do that too. <laughs> It's, I love the little quirks we have when we talk. Everybody talks in this weird quirky way or something like that. So I have a friend that hates that stuff. So she specializes in not having any filler. And I actually have learned a lot as far as how to speak from her. Um, a couple of people, in fact, like somebody I learned how to how not to have as much filler. And then someone else, I learned how to just pause actually and not fill space with words. So I learned how to, in this last year or so, I learned how to pause if I if, if I don't know what I'm going to say next. 
instead of saying, um, 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 I just actually pause and don't say anything. And I realized leaving that space in conversation, it actually makes it, it just makes for a better conversation. And it allows you to gather your thoughts and realize you don't have to keep repeating the phrase just to keep the, the story going. Yeah, that's that's so true. When we go like, you just like, you must have been saying so much and then, then you come to whatever the next thing you're about to say and you're just sitting there like, um, so, 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 um, oh, oh, okay, okay, so, so, and then you pick it back up. Hey, you know, I am guilty of all it. these things, right. goodness. I think all of us are, you know? <laughs> It really, it's just something that's natural. That's why I, I've, I've actually gotten a whole lot better. Like, my biggest problem, to be honest, was I would repeat myself Not too much. Yeah, I, I didn't know I had a redundancy problem. I had no idea. But now that I... Now that I think about like how my life has been, I realize where that came from. I had a redundancy problem where I might say something to you, like I'm trying to make a point, and then I'll just, I'll say it again another way. And then I'll say it again. And it's, I would be trying to get the person to understand, but for some reason though, I just would keep repeating myself. So I would, eventually, I would listen to people give me that feedback where they would say, like, you don't have to say it again, or like, uh, yeah, and then I was like, and then that's when I realized, because I didn't even realize I was doing it, but, I, but, I, but what, it, what it was is that I was looking for that place of confirmation. I was looking for that place where the person says, yeah, I understand what you're saying, or I feel the same way, but... Sometimes, though, the problem I was getting into is I would say something, a person would, we would, they would basically tell me, like, I hear what you're saying, and I feel different. But I would somehow process that as you don't understand what I'm saying, so then I would repeat myself. And I would keep doing that, and it would be annoying, because the person would then tell me, like, no, it's not that... I don't understand what you said. I heard what you said. You have to keep repeating yourself or keep trying to explain. You know, I heard what you said. I feel differently. Or, um, yeah, that was a habit that I had. I think like, I have that habit. Yeah. Like right now, I could do all that and then go right back and say it again. Like, yeah, so, you know, that's why I don't do this. Cause I, and I repeat it. I don't know why I do that. It's just, it's because I'm a, it's because I, I think it's because I, I analyze stuff things so much and I repeat them in my own head I repeat experiences so for instance even like the way I listen to music if you notice like even when I was listening to the music earlier I keep rewinding I'll take a part and I'll keep rewinding because I I do that a lot to learn from my experiences but there are times when that's okay as far as listening to music and there are times in conversation when that's terrible it makes and make the person say like, "Oh my goodness, you're draining me." Oh, so I, I had to learn that. I think I, I believe I do that. Um, if I'm talking, um, I might say, "Well, if the so and so did this, and then that was like bad or whatever," and I'd be like, 
You know how when people do something such, it's bad, but I might just like keep saying it in different ways. Yeah. But I probably don't repeat it like more than once. Yeah, after you're that. not as bad as me. I'm like, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm terrible. Not terrible. I think bad. I get it from um, I think I get it from Granny Show though, because now when I listen to her talk, I'm like, oh, that's where I get it from. Like if if she wants me to really understand something, she'll explain it. And then she'll explain it again. And then she'll explain it again. And then she'll explain it again. And, I, and it's just, it's just, she's just like, and many people do this, it's just, you're trying to convince a person. But what you have to learn is that that's not the way to convince. You just say what you say, and then you have to be confident that that's all you need. Then let the person go from there. You don't have to keep treating the person like they don't understand. It's just, but it's a habit we have. I believe I really learned from you how to, um, well, my patience comes from you definitely, but my I learned, since you're, you're so understanding with um, people's differences, not like I not understanding of people's differences, right. but um, definitely with the conversation thing, like, sometimes I'd be like, can you... Okay, it's just because maybe that's just how the person is. For example, when, um, like, you could start a conversation with me and then we could keep going throughout the conversation. Or, like, I could start a conversation with mommy or whatever. But, like, when it comes to me and Noah, he'll be like, are you, are you going to start the co-? Because, but then I'd be like, why can't you start it? And then, but he'll be like, I have nothing to talk about. And then, then I may start a conversation. Um, and then, um... I may start a conversation, yeah. but not finish it, yeah. per se, because I might not keep getting con- um, constant responses yeah. back, yeah. but, yeah. like, he'll, he'll acknowledge that I'm yeah. talking and say something back to me, but then after, like, two seconds or, or the minute, like, the conversation's right. done, because I don't, he doesn't make connections, well, he probably does, yeah. he just doesn't verbalize it he yeah, probably makes connections to other things because yeah. like he's, he's really he's pretty he's really really smart right. and he analyzes stuff really right. well he just doesn't have the need to, to talk about it as much as you do yeah and it's and you know it's, it's funny is what i get from your conversation with him is like like everybody has a different flavor of conversation so that's nice yeah so what I get from the conversation you two have is even though he might be, he might not have as much to verbalize as you do, just that, what you just told me as far as even that, like, okay, are you going to start a conversation? And then the way y'all, that's actually a conversation. That's, that's how y'all flow. That's how y'all flow. And y'all, and, and it, and it works because y'all have fun, y'all understand each other. You just, you understand each other's uh, communication style and you, and you appreciate it like it you know everybody has a different everybody has a different um a different flavor like the way that different people are together so for instance let's say like so my friend miss coco we could i could talk to her and when we talk she has just as much say and her mind goes just as deep as mine does so we just take turns going back and forth going really deep and listening to each other but then I have another friend Miss Eunice and when I talk to her it's 
she's more about listening to me talk and and asking me questions. And that actually works for me because I'm a curious person, so I like to ask questions because questions actually open you up to more conversation. Um, they spark more imagination. So between valuing questions, and then I also like explaining things. If I know something or I can share something, I love being able to share. So that's a different kind of conversation. It's, it's not one where this person is, I mean, she does add value to the conversation, but she doesn't have just as much of a philosophy on things as I do. But it's a different kind of enjoyable conversation. Whereas though with someone else, it might be, it might even be where I'm like her in this situation, but there's someone else who I just like to listen to them talk actually. Like that's, and they like to talk. So I almost look at it like playing different sports. It's like, it's like, they're just different kind of conversations. They're different flavors. You know, they're like different ice cream. They're all good. It's just, you just have different flows with different people. That's like, that was really good. Um, like how you said, um, how she may ask questions yeah. as you talk. And that's, that's yeah. something I actually didn't even think about. But um, I think also what comes with how we don't have, um, how we may not be able to start a conversation exactly. So we talk to each other every day. Right. So like, then you don't have your catch up because you are, you're so you updated on everything that's happening. That right. you don't have your right. catch up moment, like. Uh, but then again, like we do, we won't talk every five minutes because you know we have lives. Let me but. tell you what it seems like, and this is with me not even being on the phone with you all, but it really seems like what I predict is that you all might be on the phone, and maybe you just are checking in first, and then after that, maybe it's small talk. You're not talking about much, and it just keeps going. But it bounces around every now and then you might ask a question or say something random. And then it keeps going, it keeps going. And then all of a sudden, you say something or he says something. And then it just so happened where it's funny or it's interesting enough to where that becomes a conversation. Yeah. Go, Dad. I know how it works. I know exactly how it works. And then before you know it, you're laughing about it. And then you, and then in that, you find the same thing that you already know, which is why y'all... You all are friends of the way to draw because you have when you when you get to a topic, you all it's engaging to each other to hear each other's opinions or to connect with each other in different ways where you feel the same way or where you feel different. You it's interesting. You find the other person's perspective either interesting or funny or you learn something. So when it gets to that point, then so that's that's the, that's why I said that's your style. So some people, some people's style is different. Where as soon as they get like, like, like I said, my conversation with with my friend Miss Coco, as soon as we say hello to each other, I mean it just, I got a bunch of stuff I want to tell. Yeah, it just we start going everywhere. But then, yeah, another person have a conversation. I like that. It's silent, silent, silent. Then all of a sudden, we talk about one thing, and then before you know it, we laughing about that. Well, that's the topic. And that's just how it goes. It's a different, different. Sometimes people will be like, um, people with such similar personalities, like y'all bug each other because y'all so similar. Like, yeah. yeah, but but that's why 
like me, you we do not bug each other. You do not bug me. Like right. we get along so well, even because our personalities are so similar. And even if they're not, like both of us are so smart. Like something collides in some way, no matter big or small, but like it collides some way. Like for us, we um like I may have a similar personality to mommy in some ways, but like I don't always get along with mommy. But I don't have problems with you. Like, I literally don't. But that beyond um, your mindset and stuff, just your background of your personality, like, where your heart comes from, stuff, that's different than everybody else. Yeah. I know what you're saying. You know, it's funny you say that because I was just talking about it the other day. In fact, I was I was doing the, uh, the morning show, and I just had, we were talking about children and everything. <laughs> And our relationship with our children, and I was talking about my relationship with you. And I was saying that, like, you know, as a parent, we're always trying to figure out our position in, a, in our kid's life, and we try to be a parent as best as we can. And for some people, that means being one way, and for other people, it means being a different way. So, when it comes to like, the kind of relationship you have with your child. Some people have the relationship of only, I'm the parent, you do what I say, and then that's it. Um, your feelings, they matter to me, but what matters more to me is my feelings about your feelings, and then that's it. Right, right. You see that, right? I saw that impact. Yeah, because it's, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a tough place right there. And that's something that, you know, a lot of people experience. Like, yeah. So then you then it keeps going, you know, across the spectrum to the to complete opposite side. So I see myself as a complete opposite side. And I was talking about the other day. I feel like the best way to parent is yes, you have to be a parent, and there's sometimes where you just have to instruct your kid to do certain things. But past that, I think the best way to be a parent is to show your children that their feelings matter or that their opinions matter or that you respect them like how you want them to respect you. Um, and that like, you don't judge them and even more than just telling them what to do, you try to talk to them and, and explain to them. And, and then yeah, if they feel differently about things, you know, you consider that. Because, yeah, because then, and this is what I was mentioning out there, is like, if you do that, then what happens, most, most, many parents who don't do that, it's because they're afraid that their child won't listen to them or that they won't have the influence. The respect, like, yeah. authority. But, like, what I've experienced, and I was telling about my relationship with you, is that it's the other way around. The more I show you that your feelings matter or I'm not just here to dominate you the more you actually trust me and want to open up to me and want to talk to me and and want to share with me and and that's honestly what every parent wants but most parents are afraid that if they relate to their children in a certain way then their children won't take them seriously but I but I realize it's a balance you have to find a balance some some parents are too much like friends to their children, like where they're not really guiding them, and the, and the children are making decisions and telling them what to do, you know. Um, and then some parents are too strict, 
and they destroy their relationship with their children because they don't consider and they just make the child just they just act like a um, like just a dictator but yeah and i really i really think about that when i be getting mad like or when i get upset with mommy for stupid things i'd be like but somebody out here like wouldn't even think twice to even like bring up their emotions to their parents like they're just gonna keep it to themselves and like honestly and then that's like those parents that we like um well i know i feel like they know that it's anxiety is like a real thing but they be like you're a kid you don't got no anxiety over nothing or like you're not stressed by nothing you don't you don't um you don't pay bills you don't work you don't have a nine to five job you don't like, yeah, but, but then again, it's like you were saying, but you've got school and stuff, yeah. and then you got, but beyond school, you you deal with peers. Like Peer that's the thing is, yeah. it's just um, the social part of everything is that's the problem too. Like I feel like even sometimes more over the academics of school and like the pressure of just tests, constant tests, reading books and listening to stuff, analyzing stuff, writing essays, all that stuff that comes with school. I feel like a big thing that, like, people could say, like, they have inspirations and, like, that people, like, the good people in their life crafted their personality, but honestly, your personality gets cracked from school, like, or wherever you spend most of your time. Like, it really, like, a lot of people's personality comes from school, like, or wherever you go. Yeah, during the day like for a good amount of hours you spend daily amount of time yeah, yeah. If, I, if I just spent daily amount of time near you I would still be the same person <laughs> if I spent like time maybe in a charter school or somewhere around a different crowd of people like my exposure to different music might be different like or different I don't know different stuff yeah. my my experiences might be different like i might be into if my charter school has a swimming program i might be be swimming a lot or if i'm doing different activities at school like if my school is mandatory for you to take track or something like i'd be interested in different things like that's like just the difference and then wherever your family life is like but wherever you spend the most amount of time is what crafts you and unless you don't let it but but, but whoever you yeah. spend the most amount of time, where you spend the most amount of time, yeah. it's just environments and people. We're, that's it. We're products of our environments. That's why it's so important for us to grow up in as healthy of an environment as possible. Because we have no, we have no choice. Like wherever you grow up, that's where you're looking for guidance. That's where you're learning your first examples of what it means to be a human being or what you need to do to be accepted by the ones that's putting food in your mouth or taking care of you in any capacity like you are we are products of our environments that's why i always say like you know because that's the case i mean it's the one reason why education and exposure is so important and having a healthy relationship with your child is so important so yeah i just i just believe that as a parent the best way to parent is to not is to is to guide your child but not dismiss their feelings or their experiences though. because like you said you're making a big mistake they have things they have issues, uh, anxieties and insecurities too 
um, things are real to them that you just miss it. Like, oh, that's nothing. But, like, we were talking about it on my morning show the other day. So, we had, I started this thing this past Thursday called Tell the Truth Thursdays. And it was basically where you did. I didn't. I get all your notifications, like I read it. Yeah. So, so I did it on the show on Thursday spontaneously, and basically, basically, I was like, just share one thing that it would it would make me feel better to to share. To say I finally just told someone, or or you feel better about it now. You were embarrassed about it then, but now you feel better. Um, and so, two people shared things where they had traumatic experiences as a kid but because of the way it happened the, the caretakers didn't believe him so like one kid I mean one guy when he was a kid he was over his um, aunt's house I think he said and she had a dog and the dog was like he was like only five years the, uh, this guy was only five years old at the time so the dog was like real active and the kid thought that he was being attacked by the dog so it you know it traumatized him after that his parents thought that he was just being extra and he was afraid of dogs from that point like for a long time and then he said it really impacted his life um and every time he would tell people about it they would gaslight him gaslighting is when you feel something and it's true that somebody else just dismisses them and they're just like, yeah, that's not that's not how you feel. Or they act like, or they tell you you shouldn't feel that way. And you're like, well, this is how I feel. They're, they're dismissing it. That's called gaslighting. So they just kept dismissing that he was actually afraid of dogs. And it made it worse. Because he knew that he was, but he didn't know why. And, and nobody else around him understood it enough to help him to get therapy. So that way... He would he'd be able to change his relationship with dogs. Like if that happened to somebody, somebody could be walking down the street. The dog could be across the street, and they're over there having a panic attack. Like this dog could just dash across the street to me and stuff. Yeah. And so Miss Sherry, um, she she talked about how she's like deathly afraid of frogs. Like um, I think she said like bullfrogs, especially. But she said because when she was a kid, there was some incident that happened where she got out the car or something like that, stepped in a puddle and like a frog jumped up and was like at eye level and it just, she was a kid, it just, it traumatized her. She thought the frog was trying to get her and everything and since that point, everybody else thought she was just being ridiculous. But she really did have a, a traumatic experience. Same thing, if she had therapy, then they would have known. So, I just... Are you serious? You have one? I would say like or did you share I would say oh well yeah I shared one so what I shared was that when I was younger I used to I used to lie to my friends about uh, me losing my virginity when I was younger because I didn't want them I didn't want to not be seen as cool so I was there's nothing else I would lie about but that I was afraid of their judgment. So I used to lie to them about it. That I, saying that I did, even though I didn't when I was younger. Um, yeah, so I shared that. And um, yeah, but but as a parent though, 
knowing like what those two people said and knowing that even before hearing their stories, that's the thing that always makes me, I listen to a child before I judge them or before I just dismiss their feelings. That's why even little things, like for instance, if I wanted some of your food, I wouldn't just go. Let me just have it, like, because again, it's not respectful. And just because you're my child doesn't mean that I, that I have the right to just do that. You're your own person, you know? I'm, I don't really have a truth type story, but I mean, I guess, like, I'm scared of centipedes. Like, if I ever see a centipede, like, I will literally, I will, and I'm scared of cicadas, too. Um, Well, I'm pretty much scared of all bugs in general, but definitely I'm really scared of those, too, because when we were living in Brookberry, like, I wasn't, I didn't really want to sleep in Jordan room because he was, like, refusing to use the top bunk, and I would only be able to sleep on the bottom bunk. Um, so then I was sleeping in the living room once on the floor, and then, like, a centipede was actually, like, near me, crawled up my side, and I, like, screamed and stuff, but, like, not up my shirt, like, must have, like, touched my leg or foot or something, and then we saw it on this, the wall where the kitchen was and stuff, when I was, like, screaming and stuff, and mommy got me, and she was like, oh my gosh, it was, like, right there. And I was like, that is always going to scare me. I'm always going to remember that, too. You know, and I feel you on that. Because honestly, I used to feel the same way about those things. Like, I hated, I hated, like, just all of a sudden looking and you just see me like, ah. Because I, like, I don't, like, I'm the same way. It's like, I'm afraid of them, even though. You know, like. Yeah, it's just, they creep me out. But the bug is more scared of you than you are of it. Yeah, and I'm but, like, yeah. okay, but time, yeah. I'm still scared of it. Yeah. Like, okay, you go kill it then. Go yeah, ahead. You go you go pet it. Like, make it your pet. Like, right. I was, and then they be like, that's not my problem. Oh, oh, you just, you just bashing me about it. Right. And I'm also scared of cicadas because, like, I literally, that's the first time I can say I really, like, ever had an anxiety attack or something like that. Well, that may be the second, that was the first time I've had one. I had another one when I couldn't really breathe when I went, like, recently, and that wasn't helping. But, um, when, uh, mommy one day asked me to go to her car, and, like, 